Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rob Talks podcast. And this is episode 28. Now, today's episode is on a really interesting topic, which is all to do with time and to do with the time that we actually have in our lives and how we prioritize our own time. Now, why has this been brought on? This topic has been brought on because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. I've ran an ultra marathon recently, which was a massive take up of my time in terms of training and in terms of the actual race itself. Until you run for that length of time, you don't actually realize how long a day is <laughs> because running for 13 hours straight is just it was enough for me to realize just for one how quickly a day can go in an odd way but also how long a day is as well and how much it's just getting through journeys getting through phases of the day getting through chapters of the day and it's why it makes sense of we make time the way we judge it and judge it in minutes and seconds and hours and yeah it was a crazy experience. And if you want to hear more about that, you can check out the previous episode on the Rob Talks YouTube channel where I talk about my experience of ultramarathon running. But with today's episode, it's all to do with time. And this is based a lot around some research that I've done recently and that is related to a lot of statistics to do with life expectancy and actually realizing how much time do we have for ourselves in our own lives? And so the honest thing is that it is said that this is based upon American statistics, unfortunately, so it won't reflect every single country and every single person's life. But this is the average that has been found. So it's found that in America, you live a life expectancy on average of around about 79 years. And that equals to about 692,040 hours. That's your lifetime. And I honestly think when you sit down and think about that, that's an insane amount of time. The amount of times that we complain about having to wait an hour or two, or even anybody I'm sure can relate to this, of where you have to re uh, have to wait for hours in an airport because your flight has been delayed or possibly even cancelled, and so you have to take a new flight. Or if you're in the UK for one, if you have to go to hospital and you have to wait for hours in A&E, that's when you start to realize actually how long an hour is and how it takes up so much time of your life. But 692,000 hours is an insane amount of time and is such an insane number. It's one of those numbers that I feel like as a human, we can't even fathom or truly understand. But it is said also that within your career, of those 692,000 hours or so, you spend about 80,000 of them focused on your career and working within your job until the point that you retire. Now, of course, this is probably going to change for as we look to generations for the future. But 80,000 hours is an insane amount of time. And there is, in fact, and this is not sponsored or anything, this is just because I think it's brilliant. There is a website that is called 80,000 Hours that you can go on there and it can help you to find out how you can make the most impact with your career and be able to use those 80,000 hours in the wisest way possible. And I just think it's a fantastic website with loads of free resources. So definitely check that out. But 80,000 hours is insane and shows why, in fact, we have to put so much importance upon 
what we do for our careers because it takes up such a big chunk of our lives. And if we're not happy for the majority of those 80,000 hours, think how that affects the rest of your life. And in fact, your perspective on your own life. You're a lot more likely to be depressed within your own life if your career makes you feel depressed. And that every day that you go to do that eight hour shift or whatever it may be, that you feel sad and you feel as though you don't enjoy it, that's going to affect your life. It's a no brainer. But these statistics by themselves got me really intrigued and I wanted to break it down even further of actually what goes into the day of a life of a human and actually how many hours do we actually have and how many do we actually spend on ourselves and so it's been found that essentially from this american study that was done i will go through the daily hour statistics first because the the, the result is a bit shocking for some people but essentially they found we spend on average about 7.8 hours sleeping so that is entirely of you sleeping and going to bed at 7.8 hours. We spend roughly around about eight point hours working. Now, of course, this is very dependent on your career choice and your current place in life, because I find, of course, that that changes with people. If you're a freelancer, if you are a stay at home mom or dad, if you are having to work zero hour contracts, it massively changes how much work that you're having to do but that was the average that was found and then interestingly enough it is found that you spend roughly 1.8 hours on household activities so in terms of cleaning and cooking and kind of along those lines you spend 1.8 hours which i really feel like even for myself that flies by i don't think i spend 1.8 hours <laughs> as any student can probably admit to but it's still a quite a crazy amount of time and then interestingly, we spend roughly about an hour just eating and drinking. And I suspect with myself that maybe even over an hour because of the amount of snacks I like to have. And then we spend about 1.2 hours caring for others, which I find to be really interesting in terms of that is looking as actually talking to others, actually helping out one another, actually reaching out. And I think that's something that certainly needs more interest on for the future. And then there's around about 1.5 of us, which is spent on other activities to just do things and to get things done. Mainly your probably to-do list and actions around the house. But overall, this means that we only actually, in fact, in 24 hours of a day, we only have roughly 2.6 hours to choose exactly what we want to do and to do what we actually want to do, which, I find pretty insane. 2.6 hours in a day is the amount of time that you have for you to actually do what you want to do. And of course, this is different for every single person. But when you just think about that, that makes you realize how that time that you decided to read a book or that time you decided to go and play basketball, that's part of your 2.6 hours. Or that time that you've decided to just watch TV or watch Netflix or to revise, whatever it may be, that's your 2.6 hours of you choosing what you want to do. Now, of course, this is not an opportunity for me to like stick at people and be like, oh, you should be doing what's going to be focusing upon personal growth, yada, yada, because the truth is I don't spend 2.6 hours 
educating myself or 2.6 hours trying to learn a new skill or hone a skill that I have already. I'm very much like your average human. I would probably spend the majority of my 2.6 hours maybe doing a little bit of working, but probably a lot of the time it's Netflix, <laughs> it's Disney, it's whatever is on TV, whatever I can switch off to. But when we consider that that is actually the amount of time that we have in the day, that makes us realize how we actually need to use that time wisely. And of course, you don't have to spend every single day focusing upon your personal growth or say upon your mental health or your physical health, but it shows how important it is to use those 2.6 hours wisely and very much be in the present of what we want to do. Now, the shocking statistic that comes from all of this is the fact that that means that in our lifetimes, we only actually have about 17 and a half years of a life expectancy of 79 years of where you actually do what you want to do. And I think that's the one that I find the hardest to get my head around. 17 and a half years out of nearly 80 years of living is actually what we want to do. Now, I think it's very easy for us to just kind of go now and think about those statistics and be very worried about them. And that is definitely not what you want to do. There's no point worrying about, for example, things that you're in less control of that can be to do with the level of household activities that you need to do. The amount of sleep that you need for one is a physical thing that you need. You can't just stop sleeping just so that you can have more time to spend in the day. And then effectively, it would eventually be actually quite counterproductive. But we have to think about, as it is said in this quote by Annie Dillard, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. So breaking it down, if we're focusing upon sleeping, we need to make sure that we are sleeping for the amount of time that works for us and also works for us in terms of physically and our physical health. So for me, I need my eight to nine hours, possibly 10 some days. If I don't get that, I either wake up grumpy or I wake up short of sleep or I wake up having had too much sleep and I feel like I've lost the day. In terms of working, this shows how if it's eight point hours of your day, you really need to find a career that's going to make you happy. And even as people are considering so much within the entrepreneurial space, and I'm sure so many people who are listening of how you can get to a point of where you can have the freedom of what hours you work and being able to control that, or at least being able to know that if you are in a set contract of you need to do eight hours today, that those eight hours are spent well and spent doing something that you love and that you're passionate about and that makes you happy. And then in terms of household activities, I guess there's so much that you could think about with that in terms of if you made things more organized, if you made things more scheduled, then you're much more likely to spend less time on household activities. Or if you pay for a cleaner, or if you have like say a robot vacuum or something like that, that will shift how much you spend on household activities. But at the end of the day, that control is very much down to you and your perspective. And who knows, I'm sure there are many people out there who actually really enjoy doing household activities. And so that's something to consider within your day-to-day -day life and day-to-day -day enjoyment of how much that brings you happiness. And then in terms of eating and drinking, you can't really control that that much unless you just eat less or drink less or eat more or drink more. 
And so I think that's quite set. In terms of caring for others, though, I think this is a massive thing that seems to be really understated. I remember hearing a statistic of where it's crazy the amount of people in America who say that they don't have a close friend. I'm sure it's something like one in three people say they don't have a close friend. And it just shows how in this level of loneliness that we need to have others that we can care for, others that we can reach out to. And we can do this by getting involved in community events, getting involved within group events and being able to just put ourselves out there and to be able to have a friend, being able to have people who we can care for. And within caring, it's not meaning just in terms of that you're looking after your grandma or grandpa or you're looking after somebody who may uh, have a disability or impairment and so needs more constant care. It's also considering what's care in terms of mental health and what's care in terms of friendships and relationships. What's care and service that you can give to others that in fact, when in a nice amount, will give you happiness and bring you happiness into your own life. I feel like when we find this and we find how we can have service to others and we have it in a balanced way, that massively contributes to our happiness and getting us to have days that just feel as though you've done something that's good and something that gives you those warm, fuzzy heart feelings that are really hard to explain otherwise. And that's why I think there is certainly, if there's any reason of where we should maybe be shifting our hours, caring for others has to massively come into it. Because if we, as long as we can care for one another, and we can be more united with one another, then we're much more likely to be happy. And then the 1.5 hours on other activities, I think is very much up to your control. So in the end, it actually shows that if we have more control on what we do and find where we can have control on these aspects within our life, you can in fact, for one, be happier probably than your current position, but also, too, you can have more hours in the day for you to choose on what you want to do. And trust me, that little change in how many hours you have in the day or how many minutes you have in the day, even of how, what you being able to do what you actually want to do and being able to do what you want to choose, that will add up twofold, threefold, even 10x probably in some cases of how many years of life expectancy you can have that will be actually down to you doing what you want to do and being happy. And so we need to see where we can have that control in our lives, but also accept the times of where we can't have control because that is the way of life. We have things that we can control and things that we can't control. And once we understand these two things, then you can understand how you can have more control in your life on what makes you happy and being able to do what you actually want to do. And so for me, going forward, massively for me, it's focusing upon my sleeping patterns. It's focusing upon my career and what makes me happy with that. It's focusing upon my eating and drinking habits in terms of how that affects me physically and that will then affect my mental well-being and my happiness. But also in terms of how I choose my days, how I choose my hours, how I choose who I spend my time with, and most importantly, who I spend 
the time with and what time I give away to others. If it's helping somebody with something, if it's helping somebody with something entrepreneurial, if it's something that is more just a chat, a catch up, if it's just going out on a mountain bike ride or going out on a walk, whatever it is, that caring for others element I think is so important. And I think if there's anything that you take away from this video, it's considering how we can do that better. And if you are somebody that already cares loads for others, give yourself a pat on the back. Because you are one of those people out there that for one, you're sustaining your own happiness in doing that. But you're also helping that individual. And trust me, you won't probably see it. But you are creating a domino effect of kindness and gratitude that goes to others. And that, for me, is what makes the world the best place it can possibly be. And that is what brings people joy and happiness. You have been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've really enjoyed this episode. And please have a fantastic week, have a fantastic day. And think about what I've said in this podcast episode. And I will see you next week for the next Rob Talks video. You have just been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And please make sure to subscribe and give me a follow on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or even LinkedIn. And I will speak with you soon. Stay safe and have a great week.